Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Checking in on the big show star phone this morning is an Emmy Award winner, a New York Times bestseller. He played Bobby Bacala on The Sopranos. Please welcome Steve Shripper back to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you holding up? How's everything? So far, we haven't been firebombed, and uh, we're all still on the air. We haven't gotten sick. All right. That's good. Good to hear. Congratulations on another big hit, man. You know how to pick them. Now it's a, uh, a podcast called Talking Sopranos with you and your friend Michael Imperioli. Yeah, 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 yeah. We started, you know, uh, we got approached about six months ago, and we didn't know if we wanted to do it. It's a rewatch, you know, uh, and neither one of us had watched the show in 20 years. So, uh, you know, we said, okay, and then the pandemic hit, and we said, who the hell wants to... Who cares about a TV show when the world is falling apart? But people started on social media asking us, you know, hey, we could use this now and blah, blah, blah. So uh, we're two months in. And uh, the thing is a big hit. People love it. You know, uh, we, we you know, talk, give you a little peek behind the scenes. We uh, uh, talk about what it was like to get the job, to be on the set. We go scene by scene, episode by episode. And it's been fun to watch it again because I haven't seen it in a long time. And everyone got old except for me. I look exactly the same. Everyone else got old. I got to tell you, I agree with you. You look just the same. Image you did when you did it. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have a, a newly turned 21 year old who was not old enough to watch Sopranos when you guys were on. He is devoted to your podcast, loves it. You see, that's what's happening. You know, this is the podcast generation, and we've noticed over the years that younger and younger people, my daughter's 24, and she just started watching it. So they weren't, they couldn't watch it back then, but their parents did. And it's a whole new generation, and this thing just keeps on going. And the show holds up. You know, the show is not that dated besides computers and cars and phones. It's basically could be done today, you know? Yeah, I told him I was going to talk to you, and I didn't know if he would, you know, connect with The Sopranos. And that was the first thing he said, oh, my God, he is a podcast I listen to. Oh, and he got very excited. So I was really it's interesting to see that in a whole new generation that has so many avenues to appreciate what you guys did. It, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we were supposed to do it in New York uh, together in the studio, but then the pandemic. So I was doing it in New York, Michael's in California and, you know, we do it through zoom and now I came to my house in California. So uh, we're closer, but we're still separate, but uh, it's been, it's been, it's fun. And without it, I don't know what the hell I would have did because <laughs> I'm going crazy, you know, 
Blue Bloods, we were in the middle of our 20th episode and we got shut down. So, you know, there's two and a half episodes missing out of last season. And uh, maybe we'll do it next year, you know. So we'll see. You know, I remember when I ran into you and you were just got to be a regular on Blue Bloods and we were talking about it. And I said, holy crap, I didn't even know you can act till I saw you on Blue Bloods. I just thought you were playing Steve Shrip all the time. It took me a while. It took, I keep fooling him, Scott. Uh, I keep fooling him like I know what I'm doing. Blue Bloods is a great show. You know, listen, I didn't watch it before I was on it. It's a great show, great writing. The cast is great. Shooting on the streets of New York is like another cast member. And they've written some great stuff for me. So I'm really happy. I mean, listen, to be a part of any show is great. And then to be a part of, this is my third great show. I was on another one uh, with Molly Ringwall, Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been lucky, been very lucky. You know, it's, it's, it's very hard. And I'm sure there's a lot better actors uh, waiting tables somewhere, but... <laughs> Uh, whatever. I want to go back and take people back to your first movie, which was Casino. And you appeared in my favorite scene at the time. I didn't even notice you. But as I go back and I rewatch it, you were actually on the screen during the famous bar scene uh, with the ink pen, right? If you know, if you do it in slow motion and turn the volume <laughs> up, you can barely you hear me say, Joey, look out, look out. And uh, it was a scene with Joe Pesci's Stabs the guy with the pen. We shot it in Las Vegas. I auditioned for another role. I didn't get it. They gave me that. It was 16 hours, De Niro and Pesci and Frank Vincent. And at the end of it, uh, I got my sad card. So that's how I got my sad card. It wasn't the first thing I did, but the first movie. I remember the first time I saw that scene, I went, oh, whoa, whoa, because, you know. And they did it a bunch of times. And they kept changing the guy's shirt. There was blood, fake blood everywhere. And we shot it at on the west side of Vegas. There was an old casino called the Moulin Rouge that oh, right. really made it. And uh, that's where we shot it. It was kind of closed down, back to the 50s, you know. Yeah. Uh, Steve Sharipa about... Uh, a lot of things, especially his uh, podcast, Talking Sopranos. I want to go back for people who don't really know this or, or knew it and forgot about it, but you started out in show business in Las Vegas, and you were like booking entertainment for one of the casinos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, I moved to Vegas in 80. I grew up in Brooklyn, I went to Brooklyn College, graduated, headed to Vegas. I was a bouncer for years at Paul Anker. I worked for Paul Anker, his club. He had a club out there, Jubilation. I worked, bounced around town. Then I became a maitre d' in the hotel, which was uh, a great job, you know, because, you know, there you got to give your 20s to get good seats. So I did that for years, shaking people down for $20 bills. And then after that, I became the boss and I was booking all kinds of acts, uh, comics and, and Dion and the Beach Boys and Bobby Vinton and Wow. On and on. So uh, Sinatra played the hotel. Oh, late, you know, uh, Sinatra played there in the early 90s, the late 80s. Uh, so it was a good time to be in Vegas. And uh, so I was on the other side of the business. And how I started was some of the comics put me in some of their little sketches or HBO special uh. like that. I kind of got the acting bug. And that's how I had started. It just happened by accident. You know, I've talked to you about this before, but Patty's never heard the stories. Tell us who the big chippers were back in the day and the cheapo guys and women. <laughs> okay, The big tippers, I mean, of course, Tony Dan. 
Danza used to give me 20s whenever I saw him. Johnny Russo, you know, Johnny Russo from the Godfather movies. Right. Floppy White, Jerry Lewis. I mean, regular guys. A guy gave me $400 once. The showroom was half empty. He couldn't see inside. Yeah. He gave me four $100 chips. I gave him back two. I said, that's enough. You know, <laughs> but the cheap guys that are famous cheap, the cheapest tipper is yeah. Tiger Woods. The worst tipper in the history of tippers. Uh, they called Michael Jordan, hoarding Michael Jordan. No really? tipping, no tipping, Scotty Pippen. Uh, uh, Charles Barkley's a big tipper, very generous. Uh, I told the story in one of my books about uh, uh, when Ben Affleck was with uh, Jennifer Lopez. He was a big tipper and a big gambler at the time. He left the crab table, a $1,000 tip. He threw chips on the table. She picked up half of it. Picked up 500, said that's enough. Enough. You're not going to blow all my money. But uh, Sinatra was obviously a famous tipper. And listen, in Vegas, I used to say it doesn't matter who you are. As long as you throw a few bucks around, it doesn't even have to be all that much. You'll get treated like a high roller, like a big shot. Over there, it's all about money. They don't care if you're a cab driver, if you are a shoemaker, or if you're the richest guy in the world. You have to throw some money around to get treated the right way. You know? Wow. Tiger Woods, I had a girl, a friend of mine, she ran a PF Chains. And she was friends with him. And they would go out of, when he came to town, like five, six of them. And she said, I can no longer hang out with him. He said, he doesn't tip anyone, not even a cocktail waitress a dollar. She said, every time I go out, it costs me three, four hundred bucks. Oh, I can't hang no more. I want to ask one more question about the, the podcast, because I'm really intrigued. I love podcasts and I'm intrigued with this. When you go back, now you said you had barely watched anything in 15 years from uh, The Sopranos. When you go back now, do you see things that you never saw before? Oh, absolutely. One, it's bittersweet. Jim's no longer with us, and yeah. a lot of people there are no longer with us. You know, if you know, uh, quite a bit of people are with us anymore. So it's, it's bittersweet watching Jim when he was young. Two things. One, I always knew the show was funny, but now it's laugh out loud funny to me. It's stuff that it could almost be a comedy. Also, I appreciate the stuff with Melfi, with the psychiatrist, much oh, more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was younger. I understand it more. I appreciate that a lot more. But Michael, who was there from day one, I came on second episode of the second season. Michael right. Imperioli was there from day one. He's an encyclopedia of this stuff. And he wrote five episodes. So he notices this picture, those set of flowers. Melfi is wearing the same color shirt as Tony and all these things that are, you know, kind of yeah. bypass me. But he, he's got it down. And best things that happened was after I think the second or third one, David Chase called and told us how much he loved it and that he wants to be a guest. So that's Godfather. We got his blessing. You know, uh, we when we got David Chase's blessing, that 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 made us feel really good. I mean, you got to get him on. He's going to come on as a guest. Yeah, and we've had so far. We've had the cast. You know what we're trying to do is this is two friends having lunch, talking mm -hmm. about something we did years ago, and we're having not just the cast, but the costume designers, the casting directors, producers, writers, location people, okay. everyone who made the show a success. You know, not just uh, the obvious. 
So, and that's what we've been doing. You know, a little at a time. It's 86 episodes. We got a long way to go. I live right around where so much of it was shot. I live in Montclair, New Jersey. And so right around here was where yeah. Tony lived. You know, we go to Holston's all the time, that final scene. It's so amazing. What a show. You can hear it. You can see it. TalkingSopranos.com. Watch video of each episode. They got all the back episodes. You can catch up. You can binge watch it. It's great. Steve, we'll see you when you get back in town. Thanks and be safe, guys. Good talking Thank to you. you. Steve Schrift, ladies and gentlemen, on CBSFM. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.